You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 108 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with the very talented Gina Militia. <laughs> You're not going to say how I am? How or... are you? I'm just, just doing my Johnny Carson uh, introduction. Well, not Is quite. That... No, with me here's Gina. Oh, that I'm be that cool. old to know that, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was little, when I was really young, I can remember my one of my earliest memories is mum and dad would be like my bedtime, I think was maybe 8.30 and mum and dad would then stay up and watch whatever Johnny Carson or the Don Lane show, Don Lane show mm. till about 11. Yep. Right. Yep. And I worked out that I could creep out of my room and hide behind the couch. <laughs> oh, yes. And watch the show, the whole show, and then creep back in my room and they'd be none the wiser. Oh, well done. So, and then I told my brother about it, who's actually like two years older than me, but like, I, I just think I was a bit more street savvy than mm-hmm. him. The younger one usually is, and like, and then yes. he, he and I would both uh, hide behind, we'd meet each other, so you see behind <laughs> the couch, and we'd sit up and we'd watch uh, late night TV. That's how we got away with it. Wow. Whereas my parents actually let me watch the Don Lane show. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, and when I would talk about it at school the next day, my teachers would like, what are you doing up so late? Why are your parents letting you stay and watch that show? But, yeah, my parents let me watch the show till the very end, till 11.30 or whatever, even when I was a tiny little thing. Um, yes, but anyway, probably – uh, a bit irresponsible, but it doesn't matter. I, I'm, I, Look I've how learned you a lot. Out, Val. Yeah, I Look turned out okay. Out. I think. You did. <laughs> I think so. So obviously, let your kids stay up. <laughs> Everything I know, I learned from television. Um, no, not quite. All right. So this is actually our last show for 2016, but we mm. will be back next week in a yep. brand new year. Yes. Yes. How exciting. Very exciting. We celebrate the start of the year, Val. What do you reckon? I think so, yes. I I know I'll be seeing you um, soon, but Mm. not probably soon enough to, like, what I'd like to do is I think we should uh, celebrate with some champagne for the next episode. What do you reckon? I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Right. Although we will actually be in – it's going to be a bit different, isn't it? Because we'll be in separate states. Yeah, but like, you know, you know what? After we'll just a few do drinks, videos. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But well, we can Skype at the same time. Yes, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, let's do that. Fantastic. <laughs> Champagne and Skype for the first show of 2017. I like I it. I said it to Diva Light. 
Yes. You can set up yours. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll get matching diva lights. All right, yeah. fantastic. Mm. So we are now at the end of 2016. What has 2016 been like for you, Gina? Oh, my God. It's been – I was just uh, listing all the countries that I've been to. You have uh, been to so many. It's crazy. I've been, like, and I've, then as I was, I'm going, oh, right, I went there, I went there, I went there. I've travelled a lot, Val, to you a lot have. of countries. So it's a lot of time spent in planes. There's been uh, a lot of aha moments. I've had some amazing um, experiences seeing, watching students – have that aha moment. Yes. And I think the highlight of the year, without a doubt for me, is watching um, all the students that have come and, and seen where they started and where they've ended up and seen the pride when they're posting their images and just mm. like them just blowing me away with the fantastic stuff uh, that they're doing. I, for me, that's that's what uh, the year has been about. It's like it's been awesome. That's, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And these, of course, are the fantastic members of the gold community at GinaMilitia.com who have just come so far. Some of them have just, you know, they've blown me away by the yep. improvement in their images, but also just their what's the word the their, their joy of the craft yes. i think as well yeah which yeah. makes you just love that that's the what surprised me most about uh when i started teaching photography like really got into it like i didn't think it would have this effect on me but what it's done is in the teaching i love photography like a hundred times more than wow. i ever did when it's just shooting uh and uh you you learn so much about yourself and about yeah. the craft from the other students and I think that is probably another highlight to, to be able to, like almost 30 years in, I don't think I've ever been more excited about photography as I am today. I think also because there are hundreds of people in the gold community, there are people from uh, hundreds and hundreds of different walks of life and yep. and photographic styles. And what I've noticed myself is that um, prior to the this wonderful community, I would certainly follow my favourite photographers. I would certainly know their styles. You know, I'm very familiar with your style and the way that you do things. And I love all of all of these images that of the photographers that I admire. Um, and 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 I also loved um, you know specific types of public publications and the the style mm. of that particular publication but for me what the gold community has exposed me to has been so many other different styles that I yeah. w that I wouldn't have necessarily have sought out myself but mm. that I have learned so much from uh, yeah. you know just just as a byproduct of, of exactly. being exposed to them so yep. brilliant Mm. Yes. So one of the things we thought that we would do is to share some of uh, the images from from you guys, from you listeners, because mm. that we've noticed in the Facebook group. Uh, and of course, you can have a look if you're a newbie. You can have a look at the Facebook group at So You Want to Be a Photographer um, podcast community. Just search for that on Facebook. And um, we just wanted to mention a few of our highlights, huh? 
Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, like we've seen uh, over the, over the, the year and the last couple of years, we've seen uh, listeners uh, mastering autofocus, feel mm. flash, shooting in manual mode, studio lighting, post-production, post-production uh, posing and heaps more. And uh, like these, uh, like I asked you, Val, to pick a few shots. Yes. And uh, I've picked a few. And, of course, they're completely different. Completely and that's different. <laughs> fantastic about photography so whenever you're thinking well why would I want to put my photos out there it's uh, been done before here's the thing no one is going to see feel or shoot the way that you do and there's always going to be someone who sees that shot and it resonates with them so you know when you start putting your work out there that's a really important thing to remember and uh, you'd be surprised at like when you put yourself into the work like that and put it out there how other people respond and so basically what I did is I went into the uh, photo stream of mm. um, of the Facebook group and uh, I went back and looked over all the images and I pulled out uh, three Val that uh, resonated with me there might be four no a five sorry I couldn't now I could have actually um I would have been here for five months if I listed all of them. Mm-hmm. So you, I had to cut it back a little bit. So, um, and I think you've uh, been a bit more disciplined and come up with three, Val. Yes. Um, all right. So when it comes to choosing my favourites, it's not – I'm not talking about um, – uh, technical execution because mm. that's not the first thing I notice about the shot. It's a combination of the vibe, how it makes me feel. That's it. That's what I notice about a, fo- a photo. Um, I think that's the most important part of the photo. So it might be the tones, the colours. The, it, it's not so much the subject because you'll see in these next five photos that they're completely different subjects and I'm not sort of um, drawn towards a particular look or style. They're all very different. It's how the shot makes me feel and, and so of course you can have a look if you want to at any of these shots uh in the show notes which you can find at ginamilitia.com okay so and these are all in no particular order but uh first up was uh from ian hume uh who had uh, a rather rainy photo walk in uh, london and um he captured this up to me I just absolutely loved it it's uh the way he's uh captured all the reflections on the ground um he's uh shot through uh I think it looks like a cab and uh up the street you've got the starburst uh it, it really uh has captured a mood and a vibe and uh I love the grittiness of the shot I love the flare uh from uh, a passing uh car or tram or something's walked across so Basically, it's, it's a busy street that's yep. in London, and I, I, I assume, yes, in London. And um, uh, I think it was at Christmas time, perhaps. Yes. And the, so the the Christmas lights have lit up this busy street, and the street, uh, the sidewalk is full of people. You know, they're probably out shopping or reveling or whatever. And um, there's uh, cabs coming down the street and it's also a wet night. Yep. So, and he has shot it in black and white and um, it's, it's it, as, as you've mentioned, it just really captures this busyness and this freneticness, doesn't yeah. it? And, 
and it puts me in the frame the way he's he's shot it uh i'm there i'm there on the street i'm seeing the shot and this shot uh last week we talked about trends in 2017 and one of the ones i mentioned was uh black and white being big this shot is perfect to be shot in black and white because you've got the high contrast, you've got the interesting shape, and it really just lends itself to black and white. So uh, great job, Ian. Loved it. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's just it's just awesome. Now the next image is from Scott Stokehog. Stokehog. I don't know if yeah. I'm saying that right. And but it's also a black and white image and it is um, it's a great shot of a I think it's a wrestling match in yes. action and there are two guys who are literally locked, you know, as if they're they've like D's locking antlers and they're really going for it and the um, referee is also very it's just full of action. He's yelling at them, he's pointing in the back Background. You can see that there's some kind of crowd there, but they're quite dark uh, in the background. So it really mm-hmm. adds to the the hero image, the, the hero part of the image, which are the two fighters and the referee. And it's it, it's literally frozen moment in time because yep. they're they're certainly going for it, aren't they, Gina? Yeah. So um, Scott, uh, this is at his uh, son's wrestling game, and basically he says in his post that uh, the uh, the organisers put uh, cheesy LED lights directly over the centre mat, uh, and then they dim the the rest of the uh, crappy house lighting to add drama to the home meets. Uh, and so uh, this really makes his job really hard. So what he did was he decided uh, to take them on, and uh, he's, he took his 85 millimetre lens to the shoot and his 5D um, which is tricky because the 85mm 1.2 is an awesome lens Val I'd marry it (laughs) I'd change my Facebook status for that lens because the results are so dreamy and creamy you just it's beautiful but it is the focus is really slow. So unfortunately, out of all my lenses, this is the one that has uh, a fairly uh, low strike rate. So you get a lot of uh, miss misfocusing because uh, it's just it's just difficult. So there's a lot of so it can be frustrating. So the fact that he managed to nail focus with that lens, point two, just adds to that. But it's just such a magical shot. The energy, the vibe. Uh, he's used uh, my uh, True Grit preset as well, which probably uh, has preset. to – Yes. Mm-hmm. I think True Grit is the preset of the year. Yes. <laughs> and it's been the preset that everyone um, uses again and again and again, and I've actually seen uh, some really uh, beautiful results. And I think that was one of the ones that I gave away probably uh, maybe a year, a year ago, a year and a half ago with and- the newsletter. So, um, yeah, but I'm – you know what I'm working on now for the newsletter? Uh, a preset. I'm going to do a film, film inspired, black and white Great. film inspired. And yeah. if you're interested in checking out the preset Gina's exclusive Lightroom presets, which are awesome, including the True Grit one, just have a look at the um, Lightroom presets section of her website, GinaMilitia.com. Now, the next one that we've got is Pablo Pete and it's actually at a shot at a wedding and it's a great shot and in the frame is the page boy or I assume 
assume he's the page boy. He yeah. looks about six or something. He's in his little tie and a vest and a shirt. He looks a little bit tired and he's kind of leaning on probably his dad or his granddad. I'm assuming his granddad. granddad. His granddad, you'd hope. <laughs> yes. And uh, he's just leaning on his granddad, but you can't see his granddad because the shot is really, the frame is just uh, a headshot up from the, the little boy's chest just to the top of his head. But what you can see is the granddad's hand just holding on to him in a, in a, with his hand on his shoulder, a sl- sort of um, uh, a weathered hand on his shoulder, just reassuring that, you know, everything's going to be all right. It'll be over soon, I think it looks <laughs> You'll like. You'll get to take off your, your shoes, put your comfy shoes on, put your tracksuit pants on. Um <laughs> What I love about this shot is the beautiful contrast between uh, the elderly uh, gentleman that's uh, got his hand in his shoulder. I, I'd, I'd say it's a grandparent, even a great grandparent, judging by the, uh, the the weathered look of the hand, and then mm. the beautiful, soft, uh, you know, youth on the face. It's just gorgeous, an epic shot. It made me feel so much, brought back so many memories, made me think of so many things, and you've capped it off by just uh, reducing it all to black and white, the cropping and the toning. Um, Beautiful, beautiful work. I loved it. So three black and white so far, Gina. There's a bit of a trend here. Well, there's a theme. I am feeling a bit of black and white. So just to break that, Val, Mm -hmm. uh, my next uh, favourite shot comes from uh, Sonny Val Mickey Mm -hmm. and uh, it is a shot of a bike, a reflection of a bike. So someone riding a a push bike uh, and it's reflected into a puddle. And I don't know, this shot, Valerie, makes me so happy um and so uh i just absolutely love it it's such an interesting and different perspective and it just jumped out as like something so unusual and obviously uh the fact that it is a bike and it's one of those beautiful uh uh, vintage vintage, uh, indian bikes which i've Mm. tried on so many occasions to maybe try and smuggle into my suitcase i'm still (laughs) trying to get my hands on one because they're beautiful i love it just a beautiful shot really yeah fantastic and it does incorporate a couple of gina's favorite things a bikes <laughs> and yeah. b reflections and the thing with this shot is that you do not see the person at all all you see is the reflection yep. uh, in in the full frame so yeah it's awesome all right what else you got gina and finally val just to prove that i'm not sort of all about the black and white right. uh shot by natalie Finney, which is I I can't remember if this was of her son. I think it was her own children uh, that she photographed. But mm-hmm. it's uh, a boy in a Superman outfit, cape flying back. He's uh, leaping across the bed. She's managed to capture him in action. Um, right on trend, Natalie. This shot is this whole uh, genre that uh, people really want to see more of. That real life uh, kind of image. There's so much energy in this shot uh the joy on his face the the cape behind him the the way you've frozen the motion but there's still a little bit of movement i I could see this on a camp i would have this as a campaign shot for i don't know washing powder or Hmm. or um anything val it's just 
you know, the opening page of a, a website that just says, you know, we get stuff done or who, like, I don't know what, but I, I could look at this image all day. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I love it. All right. Well, mine are very, very different, as I you have pointed they out. Are. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would be, Val, but just as, uh, just as cool. <laughs> all right. So in terms of my favourite shots, again, in no particular order, there's a great shot by Frank Romano, and I've just loved seeing Frank's shots oh. evolve over the past year or so. Amazing. Oh, yeah, amazing. Now, this particular shot I just am completely in love with because of a couple of reasons. Firstly, um, Frank has uh, taken a shot of um, Molly Meldrum, who's like the Australian equivalent of uh, you know, Casey Kasem or um, b- back in the day he was the Ryan Seacrest, but now he's uh, quite a bit older. And uh, he's just sitting there. It looks like the back of his home in um, in Melbourne. And he's sitting there with his best friend, Ziggy, who is mm. a little doggy, looks kind of like a Maltese cross. Yeah. Right. Yep. Maltese Shih Tzu. And there, it, Molly is leaning down towards... Ziggy and Ziggy is has his head up or her head up uh, towards Molly and they're giving each other a kiss and Molly is actually kissing Ziggy and Ziggy has his little tongue out and he really is kissing Molly and to me it's just a shot that's full of love and family and pure joy and unconditional love. Yeah, and it is beautiful. I, I love it so much. Apart from those reasons, I also love it because little Ziggy is adorable and reminds me so much of my little baby Rambo. No. And oh yeah, and um, who is no longer with us, but who I miss every single day. And yeah. um, also Molly um, was recently the subject of a very successful Australian television series and the person who played Molly was the Mm. very, very talented actor Samuel Johnson and he is our voiceover for So You Want to Be a Photographer in the intro and outro. Mm. So Um, on many levels I love this shot. Um, Another shot that uh, I love is by Sean Saldan. And, uh, again, all of these shots are in the show notes at ginamilitia.com. And unsurprisingly, it's of a cat. It's um, of Raspberry, who is Sean's little Persian cat. And my cat is kind of like one quarter or something Persian, Um, my cats. And uh, Sean has really captured a great shot because Raspberry, who's this fluffy grey thing, and with a very intent expression on her face, is jumping up to catch to, to catch something, um, a toy mouse. And Shauna said this is the beginning part of her jumping in the air after her rubber toy mouse attached to a fishing rod. She looks like she's standing and posing, but really she's launching into the air and twisting, trying to catch the, the toy mouse. So I like it apart from the fact that it's really a frozen moment because um, she is absolutely in action. But it, the background is very, very clean and the toy mouse is red so it's basically and, and she's gray and it's just some, yeah. it's just this great image where she is totally the hero of the shot and I also love it because as Sean says she sometimes gets mistaken for an Ewok from Star Wars and she looks totally like an Ewok and Did she's you get just Star gorgeous. Wars at all are you into Star Wars yes of course I don't, are you I not just, no it's not I don't 
No. Why? I don't get it. Not. I just don't know. What's the wrong only with thing you? about Star Wars is because uh, I was brought up as a good Catholic girl. Yeah. Whenever I hear that line, you know, may the force be with you, I yes. just want to reply, and also with you. <laughs> but that's what you're meant to say. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Duh. I don't get it. I don't get that whole what's that trend? Um, there's a month of the year. May the yeah, May the, the fourth. It's not a month, yeah. it's it's the a date. The, yeah, yes. And is that when they launch the I can't they, remember they, actually. Yeah, pa- but it's yeah, it's it's an anniversary of, of something. They shut down Hollywood Boulevard to have the launch. For last Star Wars, whatever the next one in the saga is. Well, Rogue One is out now, but that is a sort of a – it's a spin-off. It's a prequel or pre-prequel or something. It, but the next, it's not the official um, – well, it is official, but it's not the main Star Wars um, chronology. It is like mm. a spin-off kind of um, – uh, movie story, mm. but it is it has taken the world by storm. It's only been out for like a day, or, or a day. not a day, like a, so a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks. You'll go see it then. Um, yeah, very likely to. I, I mean, would I if if like if I'm ever having trouble sleeping, <laughs> I just go and see it. You're going to get the hate mail. Thing, You're going to get hate mail. I, I will go and see if I'm having trouble sleeping. Is send me to a Lord of the Rings. You're going to get Mate, hate mail all around. I think you just you just stop talking, Gina. Stop talking. <laughs> I suggest that you just stop talking. Okay. Stop talking. I will continue Star instead. Wars people are Stop just talking. Like, you love it, don't you? Will you listen? I'm not like completely obsessed, but I totally enjoy it and understand it and appreciate it. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have a lightsaber. I'd love to. Would you really? Yeah, totally. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's cool, Val. <laughs> No. Yes, there you go. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we had BB-8 in the rolling around the office the other day. You won't what's, know what BB-8 is, but that? other listeners will know. It's the new. It's the new generation R2D2 kind of thing. It's it's so a you've cute got little. One. Well, Ra in our office has one, uh-huh. and it was rolling around the office and making well, you noises. Can just get one and... if you want. You can just have your own little robot. Well, you can get your own Luke Skywalker. You can get your own Princess Leia. There's there's merchandising galore out there. All I know is Princess Leia was on with Harrison Ford. Yes. In real life. Yes. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That's right. it. That's I think, all I I think you should Star just Wars. stop Let's talking. Get back onto the, I should, yeah. should know. Yeah, because right. you should know more than that. Okay, so my final favorite image is by Ronald Fritz and I love it so much it was taken at the Melbourne Marathon and it is of a guy who is obviously running the Melbourne Marathon and Ronald obviously parked himself or put himself at a spot where he could um, you know focus on because it would have been really hard because these runners are running past and yet Mm. he got this guy in focus so he's obviously pre-judged the distance or, or, or mm. focused on something and, and, and sat there. Um, and the guy is a fit-looking guy, so he's quite easy mm. on the eye as well mm. and quite mm. um, muscly and, you know, tattoos everywhere, looking mm. very, very fit, very, very serious about this marathon. But he's 
also captured him just as he's grabbed, as the runner has grabbed a, a plastic cup of water and is about to take a sip. And the water droplets, he's even frozen the water droplets just as they're jumping out of the of the cup because, of, of course, you know, this guy is actually running while yep. he's trying to take a sip. And everything else in the background is nice and blurry. So yeah. it's just it's just a winner. I just love everything about this image. And so he's good. framed it beautifully. So he's yes. got uh, the the bulk of the frame uh, so that, that the model is entering the frame yes. so that it that really makes it even more dynamic. So like if you were an advertiser using this shot, you've got space for your text. You've got the eye line of the model. Like He's actually uh, created everything perfectly and uh, it's – so dynamic and it's again right on trend ronald that authenticity yep. it's real like you know you can't see his left hand mm-hmm. uh it's cropped into the head a little bit you know there's so much movement in the shot it doesn't look like this perfectly created perfectly posed moment but and it couldn't uh, be you know why it couldn't be because of the water droplets they're just they're just you couldn't make that happen you know what I mean well you you could possibly fabricate it but there'd be so much thought that goes into the shot you know they think oh well we'd change the pants or we'd like line the bananas up in the background they'd get rid of the bin in the background all that stuff that you see constantly um cleaning up shots and you know making them more you know um just sanitized so it's like you know everything's perfection mm. uh, just again makes them really kind of dull but this is like really in the moment and this is what we're going to be seeing more and more um, shoots of like this but this is like not easy to do it's uh, something that still requires a, pr- a photographer with skill so yep. it's not like you know Joe on the street with his mm. iPhone could ever get a shot so Ronald has pulled out all his skills mm. that he's learnt uh, from you know the couple of years he's been practicing or a little bit longer and he knows to use a fast shutter speed Mm. he knows about framing and uh composition and uh you know all the uh obviously exposure and uh everything that he's learned um comes together and he creates an image like this love it so much well done everyone and to everyone everyone. who shared stuff as we said like you know uh we might do another show where we focus on some of the other best because i know there's uh lots and lots and lots of others that i love to talk about we could have talked forever but you know we can't so gina shall we now move into this week's topic which is must have photography habits to boost your skills and creativity sure val um do you know, it's been a while. I think I need to bust out a quote. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> if we have you know, to. I love a quote. You do Don't love roll a quote. Your eyes. I can, even though I'm not in the same room, I, I felt that. I did just roll them, yes. <laughs> I know. So um, the quote is, uh, yes. what you focus on expands. So focus on what you want, not what you do not want. Okay. And yes. that's from Esther Charles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
So this is all about um, this show. This uh, episode is all about uh, some habits that are going to uh, boost your creativity and your skills by focusing on everything that you want to expand in terms of your skills and creativity. So it's right. the little things that you do repeatedly that are going to get you to that point of excellence. So it's just continuing and it's that consistency every day. And I've got some great little hacks that don't take much time that if you follow these and uh, you just make them as uh, part of your daily routine and if you keep doing them, you'll just not even notice that you're doing them. And this is stuff that I do all the time when I'm out and I think you can attest to that because you've been out with me enough that mm -hmm. I do a lot of this stuff just out of habit. It really hones your eye and you, you will start to see shots everywhere. You'll start to feel more creative. Uh, your vision will, you know, improve in terms of what, what you see and how you see light and everything that you need to do to improve as a photographer. So... I like, I love this idea. I love the fact that we're talking about habits and that yes. these are actually, as you say, the little things that you do every day or at every shoot or, you know, just really regularly that yep. become part of life. And so yes. they're not, they're this, it's not this big daunting project that you need to take on. It's just something that becomes part of life. And I think that um, what works really well is if you take, because I've seen the list now, is if you take like one of these habits and incorporate it until it becomes part of life, then take the next, then incorporate yep. it. And because I was actually um, a, a great program that a friend of mine did, he's a personal trainer. Um, we'll call him John because mm -hmm. that's actually his name. And uh, <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> yeah. does, he, does he work in a cage and box? <laughs> no, he doesn't actually. So um, he developed this program about healthy habits. And yep. so what he gave you was just w one thing that you needed to do every day for a week, right? Yep. And the first thing was um, buy a giant, you know, one litre thing of water and drink uh, however many litres of water every day for a week. And so that's all you had to do for that week, yep. for that week. Yep. But, but then you just keep that habit going. But in the next week, you add um, eat one apple, one piece of fruit per day. Yep. That's all you need to do. So you were just doing yep. the water thing and then you were adding that one habit per day and you just kept that going. By the third week, you had already done your water for 14 days and you'd done your fruit for seven days and you just kept those going because they were meant to be part of your life then and then you added the new habit. So I think that's potentially a great approach for these habits that you're about to go through now is yep. that just keep adding a small one every week until mm -hmm. all of them become part of your daily life. What do you think? Exactly, and and you no longer notice them. So, like mm. uh, uh, several years ago, m many years ago, nearly ten years ago, I decided I wanted to start walking every day, Val, oh. and and it was like such such a daunting task at first to think, oh, I'm going to walk, you know, for half an hour, forty five minutes every day, because like walking up the street was like a pain, <laughs> but then. It gets to the point where if you don't do it, you just don't feel right. So I did exactly that. those steps. Like first I started walking, then I added another thing and another thing and another thing and they get you get to a point where um, it becomes part of your routine. Uh, you don't 
feel like you're missing out on other stuff because you just make time to do these things and yeah. it's the same with these little photography hacks. They'll just seamlessly integrate into your day-to-day and, and this is stuff that I'm not asking you to drop everything, stop watching your favourite shows at mm. night or, you know, stop going out with your friends. Just um, as you go about your day, these are just little hacks that you uh, incorporate and train your mind to think a little bit differently. So let's dive in, shall we? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So the first thing I suggest you do, and this is to start off your day, and this is very much like uh, the the thing that writers uh, are trained to do or encouraged to do, and that is journaling. It's the photography version of that. So... Mm. This is training your mind to start thinking more creatively and uh, it's with all of these uh, little hacks that I'm suggesting you to do, don't worry about the outcome because everyone sort of gets hung up on when they're doing something, it needs to be perfect. I'm not worried about what the outcome is, it's just the actual exercise of the doing that's important. So the first one is that when you wake up in the morning um, or or you're sitting down and having your breakfast or the first thing that you do uh, every day is uh, sit down, uh, get yourself a, a little notebook uh, and I think I prefer that you get a, uh, a paper, the old school style of notebook, right. analogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. So paper and pen. So, you know, maybe uh, splash out and spend a couple of bucks on a notebook and uh, <laughs> start your day by listing uh, five ideas in the notebook and it, just like five creative ideas of things that you might but, like but to what do. what kind of ideas? Like any ideas or photography it's ideas? Photo shoots that you might like to do. Right. So like and, and really, again, don't get hung up on the outcome. The whole idea of this is just to get the uh, creative juices flowing. And so often uh, with writers, uh, they're, they're encouraged that when they start the day before they start their uh, writing practice for reels, yep. is they sit down and just write and it's just like a sort of a way of clearing out all the guff that's uh, floating around in your mind. So you just write whatever comes into your head. And so you probably spend 20 minutes uh, complaining about the person on the train next to you, how that annoyed you, get that out of your head and then you might talk about how like there's nothing in the fridge and how you'd really like a, 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 you know, a bagel right now and then uh, at a certain point all of that's out and you start to write creatively and creative thoughts start coming into your into your mind so it's the same with this uh, idea of listing um things so don't don't limit yourself that many of the ideas might suck they might be completely lame but it's uh it's it's just like getting your brain started and uh what's important is you just write everything down and what you're no, sorry. No, well, no, actually, I will interrupt you. Yep. <laughs> um, my question for that is, um, do, should you, so you're suggesting we write down uh, ideas of photo shoots that we would like to do. Yes. How realistic do we need to be in the sense that I may want to do a photo shoot with Nicole Kidman and Jennifer yes. Lawrence and, and yes. um, Julianne Moore yes. and, and, uh, and Margot Robbie or something yes. like that? Do I? I 
But that's yes. not going to happen in my world anytime soon. It doesn't matter. So- it's the idea of the daydreaming. It's just um, it's getting that, that, that part of your brain going and it doesn't matter right. how outrageous the idea is. So, you know, it could be all of those. Margot Robbie just got married, by the way. I just had got, got a look of her dress in some sneaky photos. She okay. looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. She is beautiful. Really, yes. And, and always has been. I, like, I met when she was like 16 and I yes. remember the first time I met her, I, I just said, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. You're just mm. going to be the biggest star in the world. She had no idea. Uh, but she just always had this old world look about. I said, you don't yes. even belong in this century, like you, in this decade. You'd like feel like a movie star from the 1940s. And yeah. she still has that look about her. She's just gorgeous. So congratulations, Margot. Congratulations, Margot. <laughs> <laughs> she got married in Byron Bay, which is the place to get married apparently at the okay, moment. Where lovely. all the cool kids get married. Um, so it doesn't matter how outrageous – Valerie, the idea mm-hmm. is so you could have all those stars, you could have them dressed in whatever your favourite designer is or you could have them all in mermaid tails, okay. you know, and then you're thinking of the mermaid tails and then from there you go, well, wouldn't it be great if it, there was like a huge uh, thunderstorm and they're all getting drenched with rain and then it would be backlit and then I might have some smoke and fog and, uh, you know, and but you're just constantly thinking of ideas. So that might be an idea and then you might go to the next one, might be something completely different, but just list them. All right. And as I said, they might suck, but... Somewhere in there, there might be a gem. It might take a week for, for, for that gem to come out. It might take, you know, it's like mining for gold, you know. You, you've got to get in there and you get a lot of mud to start with. There's a few rocks. and then if, But if you keep going, eventually you find a little speck of gold and you keep going and, you know, you might strike it lucky and get a big nugget out there and then suddenly you've trained your eye to hone in on those little specks of gold. You start to see them really clearly and it's the same with ideas as they start to form. Uh, you'll create those little pathways in your brain to teach your brain how to think creatively and the more you think about creative things the more creative things are going to come into your mind do you suggest that we write down ideas every day in the journal and did you say five photo shoots five ideas okay five ideas and don't don't overthink it. Five minutes, just, right. you know, a minute even. Like okay. you might be uh, waiting for the train and so, you know, you, you go to the, the, the train station, you get your coffee, uh, you sit down, you wait for your train and rather than jumping on Facebook, just the, before you, you go on Facebook, it's like, oh, hang on, I've got to do my journal. I'll write down my five ideas. Right. Okay. Got All it. Right? So yep. that's 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 the first one, and uh, you really noticed a, a, a little. And and hang on to them. Maybe you know you don't want to be. If you know you have to show them to people, then you're going to edit yourself. So just yeah. in a way that like. No one's ever going to see them, and if you're fearful of like, because um, people get nervous, like it's your creativity. Uh, you don't maybe don't want people to see them. So if you feel that's the case, then you know know that you can rip the page out and throw it away. But it would be a shame to do that. But if that's how you feel and it, it's going to stop you being really creative, then just know that you can rip them up, throw them away, and no one will ever see them. But just to right. have that exercise done and dusted. Okay. Um, 
So my next suggestion, Val, is uh, to maybe have uh, get yourself another notebook or uh, use the back of that notebook, flip it upside down and go the other way. Mm-hmm. Plan your shoots in an old school way. Plan so, which shoots? The so actual the, shoots that you're doing or the shoots that you've come up with your ideas for? Your fantasy shoots. Oh, Okay, and this is a way to train you to be more organised and it really trains you to think about the order in which you will do things, what you will need for each shoot and um, how you're going to go about executing it. And it's in the writing down that really makes you hone in on all the details and once you start listing and um, and, and doing this uh, all the time, uh, when you're actually it comes to doing the shoot, it's going to be a lot easier for you to remember all the little things that we tend to forget when we're under the pump and under pressure because it's like it's all well and good to get to know okay so I have my model this is where my light's going to be I know what my settings I always you know need to take a reading I make sure that my shutter speed's set correctly I make sure that my tripod's locked off I make sure that you know uh, I've got the right um, ISO I make sure that there's nothing growing out of the back of their heads I make sure that the hands look good but in the heat of the moment, everything gets forgotten. But the more you do the, this sort of thing and the more you're um, remembering and listing, it's going to just be uh, sort of natural and it'll, it'll just be something that you'll always remember. Like, you know, when you first started driving a car, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if it's a manual car, the, the whole, like, you've got to put your foot on the clutch, you've got to change the gear, the indicator, the checking the mirror. That seems so overwhelming at first first to have to remember the order of things and often you'd forget crunch I know I did crunch the gear crunch the gear again but after a while you keep doing it every day it gets to the point where you actually don't even think about the driving it just is an automatic thing so Mm -hmm. this way of planning the shoots to that minute detail is going to train you to do this automatically and it's also going to really make you think of everything you need to do to make that shoot work so some of the things I suggest you you include Mm -hmm. are you plan in in the plan in your little plan is Mm -hmm. you plan out uh, each shot so you sketch out like a, an aerial view of the shot so where the mm. lights might go and uh, where you want your model positioned uh, in relation to the lights where you will have the camera um, and then uh, you might make a list of everything you will need uh, for the shot so Val why don't we plan one together quickly have you got a shot that you might want to do <sighs> Well, uh, I always love shooting my cats. <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, if you like, let's just go there now. Like, if you wanted All to right. do like the ultimate photo shoot with, uh, I put Rocky first. I just feel <laughs> that he doesn't get enough love. So he does. It's he Rocky gets lots of love. Rex, Rocky yes. and Rex. Okay. In a photo shoot, Rocky is in the front. No, 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 Rocky is very happy. No, 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 no. He gets a complex. He's going to smother you in your sleep one night. He's going to turn into one of those kids, you know. Rocky the favoured child. No, 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 no. Rocky is very happy to be the support cat. 
And Rexy wants to be the hero. So, I look, no, it's like it's not I love them both equally. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, okay, so what is a shoot I would love to do with the two cats? Because I have done many shoots with my cats. Oh, um, I know. Um, and I don't want it to be cliched like with cat food or whatever, even though I have done that shoot and I have taken. I know, and you tried to get them a campaign. You got close, yeah. didn't you, to getting I got, one I got of them the on meat. the cover of like a can of Dine, <laughs> no, which is no. a high-end no, 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 it wasn't Dine. No, no, what no. Was it? Um, I had a meeting with Aldi, you know, the German supermarket chain. I had a meeting with Aldi. Right. Um, about putting – because on their cat food, Rex's biological sister, Gwyneth, is actually – one of the cats, one of the two cats on the cat food. But I knew uh-huh. that Gwyneth moved to Western Australia. Yeah. So I felt that I should tell Aldi. Yeah. That, so you got um, a meeting, you managed to get a meeting with the head well, of Aldi. And I took marketing. photos with uh-huh. the cat food of, of Rex and Rocky. Um, yeah. uh, and I, I'm not sure whether it was that they didn't love my food photos or whether mm-hmm. they just thought I was a crazy cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> but they took a meeting with you, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes. Did you bring the cats to the meeting? Cause no, I just that would be a bit you... difficult. Right, okay, because I just mm. pictured you would and you would have been <laughs> like the biggest stage mum and yes. then you would have had them at the hairdressers before and their diamante collars yes. and I just, I'm just picturing it all now. I know. I just ordered some collars, <laughs> some new collars for them by Leona Edmiston. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think they'll arrive for, for you know, in time. Um, they're they're going to come into the new year. But um, uh, Leona Edmondson for our North Americans, it's like Diane von Furstenberg, you know, like a high-end designer. And so Rex is going to get a blue uh, one by Leona and Rocky's going to get a green one to match their eyes. But anyway, we digress. Mm. <laughs> Back to the plan. So. so, yeah, all right. So I would love to do a shoot where um, I do think that, because uh, I learned from you, that there needs to be a hero of the shot. So I don't think yep. both cats can be equal. I think no. one needs to yep. either be at the front, at the fore, mm-hmm. a little bit more, um, and the other one just only slightly more behind so that there is definitely a hero. Um, I do want it to be a a luxury kind of feel. So I feel that they're sitting on velvet um, chairs, velvet sofas of some kind of, you know, description, whether they're Ottomans or actual sofas. I feel that they're against in the background, there's like the a white uh, the, a frame for a, a white frame for a fireplace of sorts, and above that is a mirror, which is actually going to pose a challenge because yes. we don't want the camera to be in the mirror because I do see it as fairly symmetrical of the fireplace front on. I right. see that there are windows to. I can't believe I can think of all this, but I, I see know. that it's very detailed <laughs> fantasy. Very detailed. There are windows to camera right, big yeah. windows. So you know that's nice and bright but the wall the main feature wall is like a dark turquoise and all of the tones are dark turquoise and blue and mint and uh, of course many uh, the reason why I've got the white fireplace it it is also the contrast um, with the dark turquoise and it also goes with the white of my cat's fur 
Right. And I want their eyes to really pop. And that's why right. also I think I've chosen the, the blue and the turquoise because Rocky's eyes are green and Rex's eyes are blue. Okay, so if you're planning this out, Val, the first thing you do is you'd sketch overhead of uh, where, where the cats are going to be in relation to the camera. You'd mm-hmm. think about uh, what lens you might use to get this shot to make sure that you get the uh, mm. sumptuousness of the background. And you'd think about the, uh, mm. the f-stop. So in the planning, you start right. to think, well, okay, so I've got texture galore in this shot because you've yes. got the the jewellery, the mm. uh, the bling, the the, the the fur of the cats, the which fur. is really important. But then up against the – what are they on? Velvet or velour? Velvet. Yeah, mm. velvet of the mm. – so, and then then you've got the, the – the, the wall, the background, yes, and uh, and the ornateness of the mirror. I'm yep. guessing it'll be fairly fancy looking. Yeah, so fancy. it's all very luxurious. Yes. So, um, would you have this? Uh, would you want to see all the detail? Would you have it sharp? Would you want it to have it a little bit out of focus? These are all okay. things you need to think about. You also need to think about where you're going to position your light. So you've got a window in the shot. Is that yes. right? Yes. Yes. Well, so. It's- you know there's a window there, but you may not necessarily see the window. You may or may not. Okay. So mm-hmm. you probably, to, to make this look really good, I think you'd want to make it look like they were both side lit by the window. Yes, and yes. So what you could do is you could bring in a big soft box, say camera right, uh, mm-hmm. where the window is uh, supposed to be, and light them with that but make it look like it's uh, you, you shoot in such a way that it looks like actual window light streaming in. So that's mm-hmm. going to add a little bit of texture and modelling to both the cats yes. so they're like three-dimensional uh, and uh, and give the room sort of that, that nice window, the luxurious look. And then you might want to think about, okay, well, wouldn't this look really sexy if uh, we had a window on the other side of the room or we implied there was a window from the other side of the room and that might be streaming in. Say, say I'm thinking, I'm picturing sort of uh, French-style windows, Val. Yes, yes. That, you know, so lots of little windows and the light might, there might be sunlight streaming in through those mm. as well that leaves the pattern on the floor, you know, yes. when you get the – yeah. So you might want to um, introduce a gobo, which is uh, a mm. piece of uh, cardboard or timber that you put in front of a, a hard light and uh, that will give the uh, the shadow and the light of t- – to make the to make it look like there's sunlight streaming in the floor, creating those shadows. Clever. So there's like you're thinking of that as well. The other thing you want to think about is uh, getting the uh, eyes of uh, both uh, Rocky and Rexy <laughs> looking uh, nice and bright and getting the right colour. So how are you going to um, bring some light into the mm. shot, right? Yes. So, so in order to do that, they're going to be obviously looking straight down the barrel at you. So you yes. want to have maybe a light up behind you so that it, that it flashes into their eyes to uh, bring out the colour. Or, uh, or, or they can look into a white sheet, Yes, but that's behind you, Val. Yes, right? right, yes. And the other thing you want to be thinking of, Val, is how you're going to get them to both look at you because I've tried to photograph your cats and it was a nightmare. I don't want to um, put them down at all or, or anything. The, like, the, it started okay, but it's tricky to get them to stay in the one spot, isn't it? 
Mm, mm. So, so you need to think about what can you do, what would you have on set that would maybe get their attention, uh, what would you do before you did the shot to actually, like, would you have props to get your lighting right to, you know, so you might want to think of maybe having two Rocky and Rex stand-ins in that spot so you get everything right and then at the last minute you bring them in. Okay. Yes. The other thing you want to think yes. about is like, you know, uh, planning out the textures and what looks right. So you might want to have a mood board going where uh, you uh, create a, a, like a, a, an image that shows the look and the feel of the shot. So you've got all the textures that you want to bring in. So they might be just swatches or yeah. images that you found like something like Pinterest that, that this is the sort of – that gives a sense of how you want the room to look. And yes. then – Thinking about the time of day, uh, the exact location, uh, it, uh, all the props and all the timing of the shoot. Like, you know, he, this is where we'd set it up, we'd light it, we'd get our stand-ins, which might be two um, stuffed uh, toys <laughs> that you use. It might be a similar colour and texture. And yep. then at the last minute, you bring your cats in. Do you have, wait till they're hungry so that mm. they will stand in? You might have like treats for them that you can get their attention. Uh, you might practice that beforehand. But we've now workshopped the entire shoot mm. so that when you actually get to the day and you might create something similar, you've already in your head or down on yep. paper worked yep. through all the issues that you're going to, um, you know, come up against for that shoot and this is just like a simple shoot where we normally go I'm going to photograph the cats we'll pull the couch out we'll put them here we'll stand up we'll get the camera out we'll take a shot yeah no you, you'll get an okay shot that way but if you mm. go to this level of detail mm. you're going to get a great shot and this is the level of detail I go to for all my shoots this yeah. is how I all my shoots these are all the things I want to think about so that is you don't leave anything to chance on the day and then you've got time to leave something to chance because there's always going to be something extra that happens on the day. You're going to look left slightly and notice that even though you've planned all of this, there's another shot that's even better if you tilt the camera slightly the other way and you get this whole new uh, vibe happening and yes. it's equally as good or even better. But had you been all flustered about trying to get the first shot perfect yeah. and um, putting out the fires there on the day, you may not see the second shot. I love this idea because what you're saying, I mean, apart from loving the idea of the actual shoot with my cats, <laughs> I meant I love this idea of planning out your fantasy shoot because it, as you, I mean, and obviously this is your point, it just gets you into the habit of thinking through the shots, even if you are not really about to do them so that when it comes time, when you finally do have the opportunity to do it, to do them, it's just second nature to you. I love this idea. Exactly. And so I will walk by a scene. I'll be on my way to something else. I don't even have a camera on me and I will see something and I will look at it and I will light it in my head. Mm, I've seen <laughs> you do go, that. That needs, a, that needs a beauty dish there. I put a back, little backlight there streaming through the thing. Yeah, I'll probably shoot this at F4 and then the lights will go and I'll keep moving. Right. That's right. just what I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, it's a really good habit to get into. So, um, mm. yeah, that's that. So, next, Val, mm. uh, this is a fantastic exercise, and this really trains you to start seeing images where, on first look, there's nothing to be seen. So, Mark. whenever you walk into any space, 
any space at all that's new to you, uh, this is a little one-minute exercise. Scope the room mm-hmm. and look for five different locations that you might shoot someone in. So right. you're meeting someone in a cafe. Uh, yep. They might be a little bit late. You're sitting there. Instead of getting your phone out and, um, you know, looking on uh, social media, just scope the room quickly and say, okay, there's a great window. That would make a great uh, headshot. If I put my model there, I'd also have them maybe leaning against the pillar. I've got great depth there. I've got a beautiful background. That would work. Then maybe I could sit them on the stairs there. That's a great shot. I could get level with them. I can see them there. Then there's this uh, the, the back uh, exit of the uh, of the restaurant might have beautiful garage mm. lighting. I could shoot them back the other way. And then as my final shot, I could get the model sort of uh, adjacent to the front window and get sort of this split light effect there. I've just yeah. found it in my fantasy restaurant in that took what 30 seconds yeah yeah that's great and I guess even if you were in a really bland shitty looking doctor's surgery Do or it everywhere. waiting it's room better yeah yes. so um when you go up to see Jan in accounts, often mm. her office isn't usually the best. No. Uh, and it might be like she might have a couple of windows. There might be filing cabinets. There might be computer screens. There might be uh, a, a, like a banks and banks and banks of overhead fluoros and a long mm. corridor and some glass what could you do? What could you possibly do in that scenario? Now, at first glance, you might go, there's nothing here. But if you practice this uh, visualization, you might say, well, hang on a minute. That light at four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, when it hits Jan's face, it's quite beautiful. So you could get a really good beauty lighting there. And then if I could do, again, I could do split lighting at a different time of day. That really long corridor that leads to Jan's office yeah. with the bank lights above, if you put someone there and then uh, popped a little bit of flash in, shot at a very uh, shallow depth of field, you throw the background out of focus, suddenly those overhead fluoros just look magical. So there's another shot. She might have like, you know, like the the filing cabinet might be the exact height that's perfect to lean on to get a good headshot. Mm. So you could crop out the filing cabinet and just use that. And then behind her, uh, that uh, textured wall, when it's thrown out of focus, could look amazing. Great, yeah. Great habit to get into. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So everywhere you go, even at, at home or the barbecue, wherever. So the next one, Val, and this is uh, a really cool hack to do mm-hmm. uh, when you're shooting uh, with your digital camera. Pretend you're shooting film, and I don't mean to mm. open up the back of it and stick a roll of film in because that would be difficult. <laughs> be difficult just trying to shove the film into the uh, the um the 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 memory card slot. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. No. Um, Cover the LCD screen up with a post-it note or something. Oh, I love it. Okay? So you can no this longer be so see hard. the LCD screen and you'll be looking going, oh, my God, I can't see anything. This is so frustrating. Yes. And it will be frustrating, particularly if you've only ever uh, worked with digital cameras. Yes. Um, and I, I imagine that even – 
though I spent maybe the first 10 or so years shooting film, I would be uh, so frustrated not being able to see the screen because it's come as like that little safety blanket that we have yeah. now. But this is a now, really I, good... Now, I think at this point it's useful to explain in case there are some people from the younger generation who are listening is that film used to be actual film that you put in the camera and you could not see, you didn't have a viewfinder. I mean, you had a viewfinder, but you didn't see the result of when you press the shutter at all like you can now. So you had no idea until your film was processed. Two what days your later. Shots, yeah, what your shots were actually turned out like. Not only that, depending on the the format film that you picked, you only had 36 shots potentially or 24 shots or 12 shots well, or 15 yes, shots. Yes. So you had a limited number of shots per roll and then yep. that was it. You had to you had to take the film out and put a new one in and it cost a lot of money each time yeah. to process each roll. So it, it was very, very different to what it's like now. So Gina's suggestion is great. If, if you want to shoot like film, like it, like you're shooting on film, you don't have that LCD screen. You don't know until later on uh, what your images are going to look like and you're limited in the number of images too. So this is fantastic because it really trains you to trust your gut and, and yeah. there's, a, there's, there's this thing that happens where when you um, are shooting this way and certainly uh, this is uh, what would happen with me, you, I knew I had 36 frames if I was shooting 35 or yep. uh, uh, 12 or 15 if I was shooting medium format. Yep. Uh, there would be a point as I started shooting that I just knew I had the shot. I would mm. see it. There mm. would be uh, something would just – and I just knew. i go, that's the shot, that's the one. And, you, you know, mm. people in the room, the trained art directors, uh, people that would always be on shoots would also see it as, as well and we would be in agreement that was the one, that was yep. the one. And, you know, nine times out of ten we were right. So knowing mm. that means that um, when you are shooting and uh, you, you, you don't, like, have to continue to shoot like this, but when it comes to uh, – shooting for reels when you, you you give yourself the luxury of seeing the LCD screen, you're going to be more confident in backing yourself in knowing that you've got the shot because there's nothing more frustrating for a model who's standing on set when the photographer got the shot 400 frames ago but still mm. keep shooting because they weren't sure. They didn't yep, feel yep. it. They didn't trust their gut to know they got the shot. But generally, um, you, you know, you should you should be able to get it in the first uh, 20 to 30 frames because if you keep shooting, what happens is everyone loses that energy and that enthusiasm. The yeah. model will grow tired. The eyes will lose that um, enthusiasm, particularly if you're not working them constantly. And that's hard to do for like 400 frames to – everyone to keep that energy up so uh, I think this is uh, a really great hack for everyone to to do at least uh, once or twice in their life and it costs nothing Val to shoot like film with a digital camera Mm -hmm. Um, all right so finally Val yes timed photo shoots Put yourself Timed. under pressure. Now, right. you, you, with your background uh, in journalism, yes. uh, when you worked for uh, the big glossy magazines that you were working for, I imagine that like it, the scenario didn't really go something like, so Val, we've got this uh, story that we want you to write. Why don't you, I don't know, come back in, say, I don't know, six months? Would that be okay <laughs> for you to get the story? 
take uh, take as long as you like and just sort of feel it out and, uh, you know, come back when you're ready. <laughs> Said no editor ever, right? That's right. So what would happen? Likely that you would get uh, how long to bash out a story? Yeah, well, it, not so much at the monthly glossies, but certainly in online publication, news yes. publications when I worked for Channel 7, when I worked for the Sydney Morning Herald, it is kind of like, okay, you've got half an hour and half this an story's got to go up. <laughs> oh, maybe 500, yeah. And I have to say, because uh, we did the mastermind last week, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Val. In the and, gold uh, community. Uh, Yes, and um, I had to type something uh, like so, you know, everyone's seeing my – I'm sharing my screen with everyone. We often do like retouching or or, 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 um, all sorts of demos as as I'm answering questions and and talking to everyone. And I had to type something and uh, I just uh, let everyone know that I type with two fingers. Mm-hmm. That's how I do all my typing, and I, that's, I said that's how I've written all my books. That's how your newsletter is written. That's how mm-hmm. I type. That's my comfort comfort zone. You, Valerie Koo, yes, and everyone that sees you type notices. <laughs> the, I mean, it's excruciating <laughs> to watch me type. I've seen you sit next to me, and you've just gone, "Give me the key. I can't watch. You've had to <laughs> yeah. leave the room." And yes. every writer I know go, "I cannot bear to watch you type another thing. It's so painful." Yes. You, I like. I have type envy when I watch you type because <laughs> you bash the mm-hmm. keyboards so hard, and you write so fast that I've actually accused you. I'm like, you, you're not typing anything. That's just must be garble because it's just like. <laughs> I'm like, there can't possibly be a single word in there that makes sense. You're just Uh making it all up. But it's like you write words with commas and punctuation and full stops and headings and they're formatted. That's right. I just did a thousand words in five minutes. Not quite a thousand words. I hate in five you at minutes. that point, but I admire you as well. Do you know it's like it's it's type envy. Okay. So so that sort of pressure. Also, the other thing I imagine that would do when you have to just turn in the story is there's no time to second guess or go. Oh, maybe I should use another word there. Or yeah. Yeah, does that does that make sense? You don't have time, so you're just coming from a different place when you're writing mm. like that. It just flows, right? You have to be yes. in the zone, and you teach yourself to be in the zone. It's exactly the same with pressure photo shoots. So I have worked for um, newspapers and uh, magazines where they're like they're literally they hold the press for me so there are people back like dozens and dozens of people back at the office waiting for the shot to come back I don't have time to faff around or go let's try something else it's like I've got to be back in half an hour with the cover and I just have to shoot and shoot uh, instinctively and and not overshoot because often you've got talent who's like an A-lister who gives you three minutes yeah. And so you don't even have time for pleasantries. It's just like, yeah, g'day, stand there, go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's get this done. Quick shoot's a good shoot. So put yourself under pressure and practice the timed photo shoot because often the reality is if yeah. you're doing PR photography, uh, advertising photography, uh, um, editorial photography, you don't get the luxury of a whole day to think about it. You do in advertising, actually. They give you – 
ages to do a ridiculous shoot. And ridiculous amount of time. To the point where, because I've worked so much in, uh, you know, on these uh, celebrity high pressure, fast turnaround shoots, whenever I do advertising, everyone's going, "What are you? What are you doing?" It's like we, we we're only an hour in, and you've nearly finished. Let's just slow down. Let's think <laughs> about this. Let's uh, let's all talk about where that light should go. And I'm like, yeah. Stab my eyes out. It's just like I, I know. So, but the reality is, often it is time sensitive and it's fast, and you don't have time to be second guessing or what. It, and it's just a really good skill to put yourself under pressure. So, get a friend, get a light. Don't even like get someone else to tell you where to go or pick a spot on the map and go, right, we're going here. You've got to land in the location. You give yourself 30 seconds to find the spot, set your model up, take the shot, go, give yourself five minutes, five to 20 minutes per location and come back with your shots. Don't worry about the outcome. It doesn't need to be perfect. Don't Mm. think, just do awesome hack so what you're saying is not actually just give yourself limit uh, a limited time but give yourself an extremely limited time because otherwise i could just give myself a limited time of three hours so you, you give yourself an extremely limited time to see what you can do in a very short space of time yeah, put yourself under pressure and, like um, and uh, you know, just uh, test out. And, again, that's a- another thing that's going to get you to trust your instincts, trust your gut, get into that zone and get sort of all the dust out and overthinking, overdoing stuff. No, no, you know, you can still do that for other shoots, do the, the – the, you know, take as long as you like for, for some shoots, but every now and then do these little exercises once a month or something just to, to get the creative juices flowing and really test yourself out. I love it. And of course, if you find these handy, go to the show notes at GinaMilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A, because what we'll do is we'll put all of these habits and ideas in the show notes. So you can, you know, just start adding one at a time until they, all of these habits become part of your daily life. So yeah, definitely check them out in the show notes if you want to have a review of the stuff that Gina has mentioned today. Well, I think that brings us on pretty much to the end of this week's episode, Gina. So uh-huh. why don't you have a think about what hashtag Gina challenge is this week? And of course, if you're new to this podcast, then what we do every week is we have a particular theme. So we have hashtag Gina challenge and then hashtag a particular theme or topic, which you can interpret however you like. And then we upload our photos associated with that theme, our interpretation of that theme into the Facebook group, which you can find by searching for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and it's free to join. We would love to connect with you and we would love to see your shots. So what is hashtag Gina challenge for this week, Gina? Uh, Think less, do more. Oh, I like that. Think yeah. less, do more. Okay, so hashtag Gina Challenge is hashtag think less, do more. When you upload upload your photos, make sure that you put those two hashtags so that we know which theme you're going for. Now, there is no right or wrong on this. It's just whatever your interpretation is. And we would love to see your shots because it's such a fantastic community um, and it's great to see 
creativity from all different people from all walks of life and all around the world. So until the next week, Gina, where do we find you online? So uh, I'm GinaMilitia.com is the website. I'm on Twitter at GinaMilitia, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. You can also find me on Instagram at GinaMilitia. I'm in the uh, podcast, so you want to be a photographer podcast uh, Facebook group. Uh, And I think that's about it, Val. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and if make sure you do check out uh, Gina's website and also sign up to her awesome newsletter, which you can at GinaMilitia.com. Uh, and, yeah, until – you know what? I think this is our last episode for yes, the year. Yes, And when we come back next week, it's going to be 2017. Mm-hmm. Goodness me. <laughs> I think that we should – uh, mark that episode with yeah. some champagne. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. why not? Any excuse. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, <laughs> listeners, uh, we hope you ring in the new year with uh, lots of abundance and prosperity and joy, and we look forward to chatting to you again in 2017. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.